Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. made one up that you like better than than the one that's actually in the scriptures, the one that actually exists. The one who came, was born in a manger, was crucified on a cross, and is coming back with a sword out of his mouth with which to strike the nations and judge evil. We need to deal with the reality of the Word of God. See, it's only within this biblical context that we're able to understand what Jesus meant when he said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Oftentimes, we like to imagine God as being always peaceful and loving. And while this is true, God is peaceful and loving, this is not the entirety of God's character. God loves justice. Not only did Jesus die on the cross and come back to life, He will return to strike the nations of the earth. God will judge the evil of the world. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 5 as he continues his message, Peacemakers. Son of God says, "I I can't do anything of myself. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. Now, listen to me. Give me your attention again. You want to know what it means to be a peacemaker? Meditate on that statement from Jesus for a while. Jesus said, my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. That's a big part of what constitutes a peacemaker. In Matthew 10, 34, he totally contradicted the whole pacifist position when he said, do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. That's Jesus. Kind of upsetting people's apple carts, you know? And if that's not clear enough, in the book of Revelation, Jesus is described to us as the commander of the armies of heaven. Revelation 19.11 says, John is writing, you know, John the the apostle, he says, now I saw heaven opened and behold a white horse and he who sat on him was called faithful and true and in righteousness he judges and does what? Makes peace, right? Is that what it says? Makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. 
And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And you know what? A lot of people, you describe this Jesus, and they'll be like, well, that's not my Jesus. Right? Well, then you made one up. You made one up. It's like Mickey Mouse. You've made one up that you like better than the the one that's actually in the Scriptures, the one that actually exists, the one who came, was born in a manger, was crucified on a cross, and is coming back with a sword out of his mouth with which to strike the nations and judge evil. We need to deal with the reality of the Word of God. See, it's only within this biblical context that we're able to understand what Jesus meant when He said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed, oh how happy, are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. This idea of being called sons of God of God implies an acknowledgement by God the Father that that these men and women, these peacemakers, accurately reflect His nature. They're like Him. They're like Him. You know, we used to laugh when when my son David was little. I I remember one time we were in Denmark, and he was, I don't know, four years old, five years old, something like that. And my mother-in-law decided to give him a haircut. She had clippers, you know. My my father-in-law's hairstyle is very similar to mine. So she gave David a crew cut. And when he walked into the kitchen, big smile on his face, you know, he's proud of that crew cut. And I have a picture of me a little black and white picture when I was about five with a crew cut. And I'm telling you, it's like he was a clone. Seriously, it's like he was a little clone. He looked just like the picture. And like, we showed him a picture and he thought it was him. You know, like, who is that? That's David. No, it's not. That's daddy. It's the coolest thing. At one point, you know, Jesus confronted a group of Jewish leaders And he told them that they look just like their father, the devil. See, there's a question to ponder. Who do you look like? Right? I mean, it was one I had to deal with as a young man. I thought I was a Christian. I prayed the prayer. I'd been baptized, you know, know, eternal security and all that. I I thought I had my ticket, you know, to heaven. And then I realized over time as people asked me questions and confronted and I had to come to grips with the reality that I looked a lot less like Jesus than I did that other guy. Peacemakers. They're called sons of God because even though the Father makes war against evil and against those who do evil, He does so from a pure heart. He doesn't have a selfish goal. You know, there's, there's not an agenda behind it. You know, we can, we can never be sure with all the wars that go on. You know, the book of James tells us that it's always, 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 human war is always the result of selfishness and greed and, and all of that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, somewhere in there, broken humanity is involved, Right? So we have to just acknowledge that. It's like it. But our Father wages war for the purpose of ultimate peace. If we want to fully understand what Jesus said, the question we need to ask is how would God describe 
a peacemaker today. Clear, you know, it's clear in Scripture he doesn't condone or tolerate evil. So to be a peacemaker, God can't be referring to someone who refuses to take a stand against wickedness. That's, that can't be what he's talking about. Because, I mean, we, in the Scriptures, again, in the Gospel, we see Jesus making a whip and then driving out the money changers. He got violent with the merchants who were in the temple complex. And the Jewish audience to whom he spoke that day, see, here was the deal. They expected a warrior Messiah who was going to come and overthrow Rome and reestablish the kingdom of Israel as the dominant power in the region. Those Jewish men and women were his disciples, and he was beginning here to teach them about the reality of God's kingdom, that it is not of this world. He said that to Pontius Pilate, if I remember right. If my kingdom were of this world, well, then my followers would be coming at you with an army right now, but my kingdom is not of this world. Now, again, I ask the question, what does he mean by that? We've already talked about his infinite nature. The kingdom of God is much bigger than just our world, right? Do you remember what Jesus said at one point? The kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within human hearts. The kingdom of God begins in here. Now again, I want to I ask you to challenge yourselves a little bit with this because I was confronted as a 20, 19-year-old and then again as a 20-year-old, 21-year-old, 22-year-old, 23-year-old. I was stubborn. Because I call myself a Christian, but the reality was he wasn't king of my heart. He wasn't king in my life. I was the king of my life. I just I did what worked best for me, what I thought was in my best interest, what I thought was in the best interest of my family. That's what I did. Now, I would ask him to bless it, but I was the one on the throne just looking for a stamp of approval. Prince of Peace. He came to establish the kingdom of God in human hearts. He came to reconcile men to God, to tear down the works of the enemy in our lives, to destroy the wall which prevented people from living in harmony and fellowship with their Creator. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. What you just heard may have set some questions off in your spirit about who Jesus is and why he's so important. If so, keep listening. Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're listening today and and you're thinking, man, I really need God in my life. You know, I've wandered away or or maybe you're just searching. It's the first time you're really getting serious about having a relationship with God. And, you know, I remember when I felt that way, and, and to be honest, I, I, I felt really kind of exasperated and crummy and, and like it was probably impossible. Well, it's not impossible. The Bible says that God loves you so much right where you are. He understands that we're messed up. The Bible tells us, I mean, He knows we're human. He knows that we're flawed. He knows that we're sinful, imperfect human beings. That's why the Bible says He sent Jesus in the first place to come and die on the cross 
to pay for our sin, to pay for our wickedness, so that all we have to do is open our hearts to him and receive the pardon, the forgiveness that he's offering. He wants a relationship with you. I'd love to give you more information about that. Listen, I'd love to pray with you about that, even if electronically. Just go to our website, mainthingradio.com. There's all kinds of info on the website about how to begin that relationship with Jesus, how to begin that that personal relationship with God, how to study the Bible. We can give you all kinds of information about that if you'll just reach out to us and let us know that you need it. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website again is mainthingradio.com. We're so glad you joined us today and be sure to tune in again to Main Thing Radio.